Happy Monday, November 28th. My name is Anna Wells. The name of the podcast is Transparency, and that's exactly what I'm going to give you. Sometimes you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe she just said that. And I'll tell you, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Um, I actually think it's a breath of fresh air when someone is unfiltered, raw, and honest, um, authentic. John, my husband, he dislikes that word authentic with a passion. And I get it because I think, I'm, I'm sure you can agree, it has been a word that is overused. Um, so let's get into it. Today, I would love to chat with you about your ego, my ego, our ego, ego in general. So I'm sitting outside by the pool. The weather is incredible. It's a little windy, but it's sunny and it's beautiful. I think it's like mm, 70 here in Texas, Dallas, Texas, Grapevine, Texas. And I'm sitting outside by the pool. So you might hear the pool pump or you might hear planes because we do live close to the airport because my husband is a private jet pilot and an instructor. And um, I'm sitting in this swing, this patio swing, um, which is a little squeaky when I swing and swing. <laughs> okay, here we go. So ego, do you live your life with your ego? Do you let your ego control you? And I can only talk for myself about my experiences and I'm 51. <laughs> I like to think I'm 35. The reason that I'm saying my age is because if I'm 25, you're like, yeah, 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 worldly wisdom. I mean, come on. You just woke up. You just came to this world. You know, you don't know nothing. And I like to think that I can judge a bit because I was born and raised in Holland. I've lived in Egypt, did commercials for TV there. I got my master's in translating Arabic. I studied Arabic because I was very intrigued with Egypt and the people and the culture and the language and everything about it. Then uh, traveled all over the world, lived in Italy for a bit, in Rome, uh, in Hungary, um, Budapest for a bit, uh, been to Czech Republic, been, you know, all over there, um, all over America, lived in Canada for a bit, lived, yeah, again, all over America. So I think I can judge, right, a little bit, right, when I say things um, that I've experienced that travel, I think traveling makes you super duper duper worldly and smart and makes you realize that don't sweat the small stuff. You got to pivot. You got to be able to get along with everybody. And nobody is beneath you. Nobody is above you. Uh, we're all the same. I remember with my late husband. My late husband passed away at 42 from a heart attack in uh, when we were living in Beverly Hills. And no, I did not get any money out of there because I'm sure that's on people's mind. Like, oh my gosh, she got a lot of money. No, I did not. There was like a million dollars and nothing. And it went to his children and the ex-wife. And hey, I did not fight it because I do agree with that. I think that was the right thing to do. 
the children only have one father and I can always find a husband and I can work and I, you know, I totally agree with that. So I will, I don't regret that a bit and I did not fight that and I wouldn't fight it because those were his children, right? Um, and he tried to get me some, but it is what it is. So back to the drawing board, I found another husband soulmate who I love dearly. Um, and I love my life and I, I really want to share what I've learned. I want to share what I've learned that growing up in Holland, I always wanted us to live in that beautiful home with the white picket fence and the pool. Oddly enough, that's where I live. It's a small home. It's a very small home. We're renting and it's beautiful. I mean, it, it's a lot of TLC, but it's, it's gorgeous. It's just the two of us and our two furry babies and the pool. I love the pool and I love the white picket fence. Uh, no, it's no fancy mansion and no, we don't own it, but we don't really know where we want to be. Uh, as you know, my husband is a pilot, so now he works in a, as an instructor, but he wants to go back to flying again. That's what he used to do. And I have a boutique, Dutch Belho Boutique, which, you know, I can pick up and start that anywhere and everywhere, right? Because I'm also online and I kind of want to eventually just do it online and do everything from home because that's where I'm in my comfort zone. Uh, but let's go back to ego. So... Growing up, again, the horse or the house with the white picket fence in the pool. And I, it's not because I wanted to rub it in and, and show it on social media. It really, I want you to know that it's feasible. feasible. It's possible for everyone. Like, when I lived in Holland, I was watching Dallas Dynasty and Beverly Hills 90210. And I was like, ooh, I want to live like that. I want to live there. But then... I'm sure people are going to say like, oh, you can't afford it. Nobody can afford that, which I disagree. I really think you should always up level. You should always fake it a bit before you make it. Now, I'm not saying fake, like be a fake person, but I'm saying live beyond your means a bit to know what the struggle is, to get used to the struggle, because you got to train your brain, your brain, and you got to train yourself. It's like a muscle. You got to get used to working the way rich people work, okay? Because rich people, they never stop. They don't clock in and they clock out. It's like, it's like a bicycle. They keep pedaling. They keep pedaling. And you got to agree with me that... It only works if you work. It only works if you work. And I almost bought this sports bottle yesterday on Vista Print when I was ordering more business cards. I'm running out of business cards and shopping bags and all the things and the pens. And I was like, oh my God, I want that. I, I really want to get like an inspirational quote on the sports drink that is not just advertising my boutique, but it's also more about you because in life, you got to make it about the other person. You got, you, you got to put your ego in check. Do you want that house to show it off on social media to entertain? Because John and I never entertain. Every time when I put it on the meetup group, like, oh, we're going to have a Halloween party or a Christmas party, I cancel because at the end of the day, John and I like to be alone. We like to be alone at home, sitting on the couch. I'm 
playing on my phone. I mean, you can say playing, but I can see it also as work, you know, ordering the things for, for you guys, for the boutique, uh, looking at new merchandise, looking at all the trends, um, comparing prices, uh, making sure that it's, the price point is not too high. So you want to buy it, make sure the quality is great. Um, that's work, but I enjoy it. So you got to find something that you really, really, really enjoy and you spin it into your work. The same, like, remember, and I, maybe you're there now. Remember the time that you were scrolling on social media and you were like, Oh my gosh, if I could do this for a living, if I could get paid. Yes, you can. And maybe you're already doing it because I'm doing it and I did not believe it either. I did not believe it. And I just started doing it. I started shouting people out and tagging. You got to tag and the tagging, you know what that means? That means put your ego away and shout out the people who made what you're putting on the photograph. So it's not about you. It's actually about the people who made what's in the photograph. So for example, if you look at my social media right now today, I posted uh, a Tumblr, a Tumblr. It's like, it looks like a Christmas gift. And you know, I'm obsessed with Tumblrs and I'm shouting them out. I'm tagging them. So it's not about me. It's actually about that Tumblr. How can I make that Tumblr look good to shout these people out? And yes, of course, I would like for them to notice, acknowledge, follow me back. And that's how you get followers. But genuinely, even if they don't follow me back, yeah, maybe I'm a little butthurt because I'm like, dude, I went out of my way to stage this Tumblr. Everything around the Tumblr has to look perfect to make this Tumblr shine. And yeah, as a thank you, I would like a follow back. And that's pretty much how I do it. And in the inbox, talk to people, entertain, educate, inspire. Uh, make them laugh, make make people realize that it's possible. So to go back to Beverly Hills, and I know I'm a typical woman, squirrel, like, you know what I mean? Um, but when I, it started out, of course, when I was in Holland, I bought the newspaper and I found a nanny position, an au pair position. And it was, there was one in Florida, one in California, and the one in Florida was in Boca Raton, for a healthy child, the one in California was for a disabled child, which is challenging. And if I can pick it, then of course I pick the healthy child because it's easier, okay? So I picked Boca Raton, Florida, and I went to Boca 4th of July, I think it was 1994 when OJ was on TV, remember? Or maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're not there yet, but I was. So I remember kissing the ground when I landed in America. And oh my gosh, do I love America. I mean, don't get me started on America. And I was like, this is it. This is the promised land. This is where all my dreams will come true. And I swear I made it come true. And I know you can make it come true too. It's so easy. So I started as a nanny. And then I started networking, even though I didn't even know that was the term for it, networking. I just started making friends. And I'm a professional friend maker. I love making friends. So I went out to Club Boca and I remember there was a girl there in the bathroom. She had the biggest boobies. And she said to me, are your boobies real? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what a weird question. She's like, can I feel? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I guess she doesn't believe. I'm like, sure. She's like squeezing. She's like, wow. And I'm like, are yours? She's like, no. And I'm like, oh, I never felt fake boobies. Let me feel it. So I felt those 
you know, weird, different, different. Uh, but that was my first time. And I remember meeting so many different people, people who have, you know, high jobs, have big mansions, but also people who, girls who worked as dancers at, um, what was it? Solid gold, pure platinum and amazing, amazing girls. And I remember, uh, these girls, they wore like Chanel purses and they drove Mercedes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can do that too. Problem is, no, I cannot because I was a nanny, right? And I did not have the papers. Yeah. And it's not easy to work and live in America. So this is where it all went, uh, went down that I was first living in Boca. Then I worked at a lunchroom in uh, Miami, Ocean Drive. I got my own place. My, um, I, I got a boyfriend, a rollerblading on Ocean Drive. Uh, he was half Colombian, half Italian, Maurizio. And we uh, looked at houses together and I lived with him and his roommate. I remember he said to his roommate a lot, Maricon and Juaputa Marbario. And I'm like, I had no idea what that meant. Now I know those are curse words in Spanish. You know how guys talk to each other. But that was the first words I learned in Spanish pretty much. I mean, growing up, I've been to Mallorca, Spain. And the only thing when I learned is like, see you later, alligator from this this girl I met, I was young, she was young, and she said, see you later, alligator. And I thought that was so cool. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not Spanish, that's English. And don't forget, my mother tongue is Dutch. So when I was living in Miami, and I was dating Maurizio, we went to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And everybody said it's in America, but it's it belongs to America, but it's not in America or the other way around. And when I came back to Miami, immigration actually stopped me. This immigration guy, he just wanted to say hi. He said later, he apologized. He said he just wanted to flirt. And he said, hey, where are you from? And I'm like, Amsterdam. You know, I'm from Holland. Amsterdam is the capital. I was born like 40 minutes or 20 minutes from there. So, uh, for Schoten. So then, um, he looked in a computer and there was, I guess I slipped through the cracks or, he asked for my passport. I said I didn't bring it was expired. I mean, so dumb. I was so young, so dumb, so naive, so ignorant. So yeah, they deported me. They put me in like Salvation Army jail. They wanted to put handcuffs and they actually called my parents and it was, it was bad. And then I was on a blacklist. I wasn't allowed to come to America for like, oh my gosh, five years. But in three years I came back because every year I went to the embassy. There's one thing you can say about me that I am like, I hang in there. If I want something, I want it and I'm going to make it happen. I won't hurt people, but I will make it happen. Um, so yeah, every year I went to the embassy and finally they said, okay, you can go. And they gave me a visa for six months. And again, I, mm, it was dumb. I was ignorant to let it go again because I'm like, I didn't have the money to go travel back and forth. I did not. So at that point, I was living in Beverly Hills. I started, you know, Florida and then um, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And then I went to Boston. Didn't like Boston. It was, I thought it was very European, New England, you know, which is fine. But that, that was where I came from, right? So then I went to Hollywood, California. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get discovered. And my mother even said, 
to this day she's like i can't believe you didn't get discovered i'm like mm, yeah i can't believe it either <laughs> so um then um went to beverly hills and i remember my first car was a honda crv and I traded in it for a Mercedes. I didn't know that was possible. I went to the Mercedes-Benz dealer on Beverly Boulevard in Beverly Hills. And I said, can I trade this in for Mercedes? They're like, sure. Yeah, sure. You pay monthly a lot of money. But at the time, I'm like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? And my parents helped me a bit here and there. And that's when I started dancing, bikini dancing, because I wasn't allowed to work. It wasn't easy. I went for job interviews everywhere and everywhere they said, you don't have a social security number. You don't have the papers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And even I worked as, as an extra on movie sets, which I didn't like. There was a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting. And I guess it wasn't as important to me to, you know, hang in there with acting, you know, because you got to start somewhere. But that wasn't my passion, even though I guess we're all acting, right? In a way, you're acting. I mean, I'm myself, but I want to present the best version of me, right? Um, so then uh, I couldn't find a husband in, in, in Beverly Hills. Like, it's easy to find a boyfriend because there's so much candy, but nobody wants to commit. And finally, I found my husband in New York. So my point is what I learned with ego, put your ego in check that, yeah, I wanted the fancy things. I wanted the place in Beverly Hills and the house with the pool and all that. But it wasn't to show it off. It was really for me, myself, my bubble. I wanted to live in a clean, beautiful, gorgeous place. What makes me thrive like Living by water makes me thrive. Um, the energy, the flow, like don't ever, ever stay stagnant. I do believe that sometimes people act uh, out of ego. Like, okay, I want a car because I want to be seen in this car. I want to be seen in this house. But for me, it's more like, yes, like now we have two Ford expeditions which i love 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 but sometimes i see like you know i used to have mercedes i see the mercedes from the inside or the porsche from the inside or beamer and it looks like a spaceship and i'm like ooh, i want that because you spend so much time in your car right uh so that would be the reason for me to get a fancy status symbol car because the inside is so easy peasy and brand new and the latest gadgets because i really believe that the more money you have it's it's convenient it's so convenient whatever you need you can buy money is what makes this world go round money is the biggest form of energy it's energy and it has to flow and you can't take it with you and even with the designer stuff, oh, don't get me going on the designer stuff. Like, I remember my very first, <laughs> okay, my very first American Express card, because in Europe, um, they don't give credit cards out easily. <laughs> and in America, they do. So I got an American Express. And of course, I didn't really have the money to support that American Express. So I went immediately to Rodeo Drive, which was a few blocks from my duplex. I had a one bedroom duplex and um, 
I bought, I went to the Gucci store on Rodeo Drive and I bought a Gucci purse, a Gucci wallet, a Gucci planner, Gucci sunglasses, a Gucci hat. I mean, pretty much everything Gucci. And I think I still have some left, but other stuff I just gave away. I didn't even sell. I gave it away. Um, and I remember it took me years to pay that back. Like I even froze my Amex. I put it in the freezer on ice. Yeah, because I did not want to use it anymore. I learned my lesson. And I even remember um, living in New York from Beverly Hills. I moved to New York to be, you know, with my first husband because he happened to be there. He had his own business. And I remember in the beginning, we were going for breakfast, mimosas and and to Westchester Mall, White Plains. So he bought me Chanel purse and we went on limos and blah, 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 blah. And then we went to two bankruptcies, personal and the business. And so I've seen it all. I've seen and I've witnessed and I've experienced that the judge actually took my um, earrings. I had diamond earrings and I actually think they were from my parents or from a friend back in Beverly Hills and then a diamond necklace and a crochet watch and oh, and my engagement ring. Legally, they're not allowed to take your wedding band because that's emotional value close to the heart. And that's usually not that valuable. Usually it's the big rock, right? The engagement ring. So yeah, they took my engagement ring and they took it all. And then my late husband said, I can't believe that didn't hurt you. And I'm like, no, because I got you. I got love. And at the end of the day, it's love that is the most important thing. So yes, I got my first Chanel purse from him and I still have it and I love it, but I tried to sell it because it's big. It's a big tote and I don't really use it a lot. I rather have a smaller, you know, body boy bag, you know, the cross body bag. So, um, now when I tried to sell it, I don't even get what it's worth. It's worth a couple thousand and people offer me 500. I'm like, no way. That's an insult because this purse has emotional value too. So now I buy stuff, um, it's designer stuff, but it's actually very good faux, very good dupes, very good ones. I got a very good connection. Um, I love this lady uh, in New York, and I'm sure her connection is, I don't know, Italy, China. I don't really know her connection. I wish I do, uh, because the less messengers, the less middlemen, the, you know, unless you pay. But uh, I share her with everybody. And it's interesting. Now I share my connection for the designer dupes. And I'm telling you, they look so good to a T. Like you can invest with a microscope and you can see uh, that it's the same. So even people who can afford all the designer stuff, like I can afford the designer stuff right now. I can, you know, but I don't. I just can't do it. Because I'd rather spend it on experiences, on travel. Uh, we're going to get our first uh, beach condo. We want to buy a house. John and I have never really owned. I mean, yeah, I owned with my late husband, but you know where that went. <laughs> so I learned my lesson. And I know that real estate is the best investment property. But again, it's always put your ego in check because at the end of the day, yeah, I'd rather go back to California. And it's not ego. I remember my husband, John, always says, oh, it's Beverly Hills, it's ego. No, it's not ego. It's just clean. It's like the streets are gorgeous. The landscaping, I mean, the homes. It's like you drive there and you see all the palm trees and you, your mouth drops wherever you go, like in awe. And of course, they're ugly and dirty sites. They're everywhere. 
Okay, we all know that, but come on, there's no one on this planet who doesn't say, who doesn't have on his bucket list to visit California, maybe not live there, but to visit Hollywood, to visit Beverly Hills, to just feel how it feels, right? So I had to put my ego in check and be like, okay, it's not going to be California. Why? Because my money doesn't reach that far. And maybe if it did, I would, but maybe not because why? You know what I mean? You pay so much more for location, location, location. And I get that. But at the end of the day, I just want water. I want to be by the water. And I found the prettiest water telling you it's the Gulf of Mexico. It's Orange Beach, Alabama, which the water is the Gulf of Mexico. And that water is clear. That sand is white. It squeaks under your feet between your toes. It's like from the Appalachian Mountain or something. It's like white sand. I'm telling you, look it up. It's freaky deaky gorgeous. So that will be my first property as, as of right now. I mean, of course, things can change, right? Um, whatever makes more sense, I'll do. And that's another thing I want to say in this podcast that, yes, I might contradict myself and I might change my mind on things, but you know what? Why? You know what that means? That means I grew. That means I'm not stagnant. That means I'm flowing. I'm going with the flow. I'm open-minded and I'm listening. Because I remember when I got with my uh, husband, John, um, he told me this story. You know, his father is also a pilot, private jet pilot. And his father, I think, was born in Texas. His mother also was born in Texas. And now they're in Louisiana. But his father got a job offering California, but his mother, John's mother, did not want to go to California because she had a job, and I get that. Uh, so she stayed. Even though they're married, she stayed in Louisiana, and he went to California, and I get it. I get that she believed in what she believed in. She wanted to stay where she was. She felt at home where she was. And for me, I'm like, wait, you're married. You should go wherever the job takes you. And I get it. She has a job too. You know what I mean? But then I'm also saying like, hey, you can find another job, but it was an amazing job. So I get it. But I'm just saying you have to do what's right for you, but always double check your ego. When you post on social media, make sure you double check your ego. Like, are you posting it to brag or are you posting it to actually share? Because some people, when they post something and they don't tag anything and then you inbox them, you're like, wait, where did she get that? And crickets crickets you don't hear anything back i'm like no that's not nice now you're like teasing me you know what i mean you're throwing a bone or you're like teasing me and you take it back like that's not nice so i want to make sure when i post and hey i'm not perfect i'm far from perfect but when i post i want to make sure i tag so you don't even have to be inconvenienced to go to my inbox and i know it's a strategy to not tag and then they inbox you you they message you they follow you back they want more and i don't want to be like that i don't want to be sneaky like that i don't want to have a hidden agenda like that i want to share it with you and if i forget i forget you know what i mean it's like i don't do that on purpose but i'm trying to be my best self and again i am far from perfect um but yeah please subscribe to this um podcast and please shout me out. I will give you a gift, uh, a book or something from the boutique, whatever you like. And, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people, they listen to the podcast and I'm like, wait, you didn't shout me out. You didn't tag me. Why not? It doesn't hurt you in any way, shape or form. It will actually 
gain, you will gain something. I'll give you a gift, a free book or whatever from the boutique. You know what I mean? Um, so other than that, happy week and please don't be a stranger and I'll chat with you soon.